Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. I just want to say a massive thank you for everyone's support, supporting me in my podcast, in my content and social media and everything that I do. I'm really sorry that I've not been posting as much content on my podcast in terms of the audio content. I've just been overwhelmed with work at the minute. It's been very, very busy. You know, family life, you know, you know how things get. But, you know, I'm always there to, you know, put out content on my social media. I've just got a backlog at the minute of episodes that I do. I'm still recording the podcast. I've basically, like I said before, had many of my episodes uh, corrupted and not available, some of my early episodes. So I've got a few more just to upload uh, that have been uh, lost. So I've got a couple of those uploading, and then once I've uploaded those, I will be releasing the content that I've been recording over the past couple of years, and I'll then get up to date and be releasing content every day uh, in terms of the audio episodes. I'm going to release them every single day, a couple a day, and just catch up with myself. I appreciate your patience. I'm still here. I'm still doing the podcast. I'm still recording. I've got a few episodes booked in this weekend, so uh, be sure to see that on my social media. If you ever want to uh, reach out to me, if you ever want to be a guest, if you ever have any questions or queries, please, please, please inbox me on Instagram at the positivity94. That's P-A-R-R-S-I-T-I-V-I-T-Y 94. Or alternatively, email me at thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com. That's thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com. You can shoot me an email there if you want to be a guest or if you're struggling with your mental health or you want to be you know, a podcaster yourself. If you're going through something, you want advice, any questions or even um, you know, any feedback for me for the podcast or any guests that you would like to see or any topics that you would like me to talk about. So I really appreciate your continued support. I hope you're doing well. Um, you know, Don't be a stranger. Also, I am going to be looking at doing the Patreon and getting the merchandise released this year. It's just been really busy with work and, you know, life and things. But I'm still doing the podcast and still going to be doing it. So uh, thank you for your patience. Thank you for your support. And um, stay tuned. Take care. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a men. Adam got it. 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 Uh, positivity, 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 positivity.
positivity, 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 Hey Nicole, how's it going? You alright? Yeah, good. Can you hear me? Good, good. Yeah, that's that's clear. Yeah, that's okay, all cool. good. <laughs> but no, um, thank you for coming on the podcast. It really means a lot. No worries. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're very welcome. Um, so, like, is it? How is it in Australia? Is it? Is it fairly hot over there now in the evening? Or no, it's winter, so it's freezing. Oh right, yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you're on the yeah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you get it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we're on the other side of the I'm world. The <laughs> Where are you located, London? Or... Uh, I'm in, um, I'm from Nottingham originally, which is in the oh, okay. uh, East Midlands in the UK, but I'm currently in um, Cornwall, so like the okay. coastal part of England. Oh, nice. Is it warm where you are? Yeah, it's it's around, you know, 24, 25 degrees. It's, it's not, warm. yeah, it's pretty warm. Um, but like as British people, we're like, you know, we... It gets hot and then we moan about it and then we yeah. want it to be cold again and then we moan about it. So it's, we can't really win. <laughs> you guys are pretty good at complaining, hey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, so like, how, how did you kind of get into uh, coaching and um, that field of things? Um... Yeah, I suppose from a very young age, I was always very interested in the mind Mm. and I knew that I wanted to work within that field and that I specifically wanted to help people, but I wasn't entirely sure what that looked like. And then when I was deciding what university degree to do, I was considering psychology, but I didn't like the fact that it was taught as a science. So I kind of went a different route. And it wasn't really until I had my own startup company and that was not entirely a success that I just decided to really pursue my true passion. Mm. Um, Because I found that in most of the roles up until that point that I was actually coaching people that I worked with or was doing business with or had in my life as a friend or family member. So it just made sense to really Mm. pursue that finally. Yeah. That's great. I mean, as long as you're you're following something that you're passionate about and something you feel strongly about as a person, I think that's what it's it's about, isn't it? It's... um, it's finding that thing that you enjoy and yeah. doing that. Exactly. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. And like what you said, like, you know, you're just working with people and your family members and things like that. You were just kind of like doing it like naturally. And I think some people do it and they don't really, some people do it and they don't really know about coaching and things like that. They don't really know much about it, but they're just doing it anyway. Yeah, exactly. And I was consistently receiving feedback from people that I knew either professionally or personally who were all encouraging me to really pursue it, uh, whether it be psychology or coaching. Um, And so I guess I just reached a point in my life where I felt confident to do that and that I had enough life experience to really Mm. help people to the best of my ability. 
Um, but again, it's a work in progress. So, you know, it's forever changing mm. and evolving and adapting. Yeah, no, I agree. I think like with coaching, you you have to kind of like work on yourself and get to know yourself that bit more to then kind of, you know, be a good coach and understand what it's like, you know, to, to be a client and to be, you know, the best version, try and be the best version of yourself so that you can help other people be the best version of themselves, if that makes sense, I think. Absolutely. It's like being a financial advisor but being in debt. It just doesn't make sense. Like you definitely have to be the sort of person that's into your own personal growth um, in order to encourage and assist other people to do the same with their own lives. Uh, But that's the thing that I love about coaching because the more you sort of improve yourself and your life, the sort of the better clients you attract as well in return. Mm. And then it's also a reciprocal relationship where you learn a lot from your own clients that you can apply to your own life. So, yeah, that's it's definitely a give and take um, mm. line of work. Yeah, no, I agree. So it's like if they see you working yourself and you're putting in the work, then they, you know, they see that you're passionate about it and you care. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if a client had a coach and the coach had never, I don't know, done certain exercises or not tried it themselves, then they'll be like, oh, okay, you've not tried it on yourself, so how's it going to work on me? Um, exactly. You have to practice what you preach. That's something that I've definitely learned. And mm. whenever I, have, I go to hire my own coach, it's definitely one of the first questions that I ask them, whether they've ever had any form of therapy or ever worked directly with a coach before Mm. yeah it just kind of breaks the ice kind of builds that trust doesn't it rapport i think when you know someone understands what they're they're doing absolutely um because like i mean when when i did my coaching course they were saying like um sometimes people drop out because they're just kind of doing it for the money and it's like not really the right reasons you've got to have like the right kind of values in place I think yeah absolutely I can definitely tell between um coaches that are motivated by making money and you know a a profile public profile for themselves and those that genuinely want to help their clients and see them completely transform their lives and they're Mm. the sort of coaches that I gravitate towards and want to model myself off basically Mm. no it's so important and it's like you know, you want someone who's empathic and they tune into that client um, yeah. and they get that person. Exactly. Like it's about building human connection and a trusting environment where that person feels comfortable to open up to you because it's a very intimate relationship. Mm. And they also, you know, they're kind of sharing their their most private details in the hope that you're going to help them improve and change. So yeah, you definitely need to know how to relate on a very human and intimate level. Yeah, it's um, I I found it pretty pretty powerful when I did my course. Um, I don't know where where did you do your course? Like, or did um, <sighs> you or did you just practice it and yeah, just go from that? I did my course back in like 2015 and 16. Mm. So a while ago now. Yeah, it seems quite a while when I did mine. Probably a couple, oh. couple of years ago. Yeah, I, yeah. I did mine in, in London. Um, 
with uh, Animas, which are a coaching kind of company, like center, yeah. like okay. uh, education institution. And we, we had to carry out exercises and um, you would see people doing demonstrations and then you would have to then practice it and do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you would have to be the client and mm-hmm. then you'd be the coach and then you'd be like an observer. Mm-hmm. So your self-awareness just kind of like expands because you're then tuning into all these different kind of avenues. Yeah, and I think that like through the coaching course that I did, I really learned how to like actively listen, um, which is definitely yeah. a skill that I think that um, a lot of people lack in life. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was honestly priceless and I often in the class was paired with the teacher when we did those sorts of activities um, and exercises that you were just referencing. And it was really intimidating because you have to be both vulnerable and perceptive at the same time, which is incredibly difficult to balance. Um, so, yeah. But at the same time, I think it's a skill set that almost everyone should aspire to have. <laughs> Um, because like I said, it's just really about building human connection. Um, like you said, learning how to be like empathetic towards another person, read between the lines, those sorts of things that are just key to being human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think I, like you said, listening, you know, was one of my difficulties, one of my you know weaknesses when I started it. Cause I, I think as people kind of filter out what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. So we take from what we want to hear and don't actually listen properly. So like that was a key thing for me. I really had to like, you know, work on that. And um like you said, like we're listening, it's that um active listening and that empathy. You you really tune into what someone's saying and it kind of becomes like really clear because we, we did a module um, on, on um, oh God, it's called, it was about listening. And I remember feeling like really tired that, you know, <laughs> after the module, because it, you know, because I was just working, you know, on all the, you know, learning so much. Yeah. And like, like you said, listening, we're not really kind of taught how to listen. I'd say it's not really, you know, like through education and things like that. Yeah, then we're I not as people thinking to talk how to listen. Absolutely, I, th- I I couldn't agree more. I think that people, more often than not, when they're listening to the other person speak, are just trying to come up with what they're going to say in response, which is actually not what listening is or should be. Um, so yeah, I think that it is a really important skill, but also equally. I think creating a space for that person to feel comfortable to share, you know, personal details about their life. And part of that is, you know, not only listening, but also just being able to sit in silence with one another. I think that that sort of pause in communication is just as important as talking at times. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And it's like creating that space, isn't it? And providing that open space where they feel safe to yeah. talk about certain uh, parts of their life. Cause, and like you said, we, 
we kind of sometimes try and fill that space because we're not. I think we're not used to that silence. We're not used to that um, that space. If you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. I feel that people don't like to be left alone with their own thoughts. And so the role of a coach is to make them feel safe in doing so, but also help them to sort of articulate the thoughts that they're having, you know? Mm. Yeah, it definitely, definitely provides that space for, for people to think. And I think the way I see it is like they're coming to the session with like, you know, a tangled ball of string. And you ask certain questions in a certain way and then they just kind of untangle in that string, that ball of string. Yeah, exactly. It triggers them to th- see things from a different perspective and mm. yeah, definitely. Did you find any like, exercises, um, that's, any, any, any exercise that kind of stood out to you or um, like diagrams that you kind of learned to use at all? For me, it really comes down to the the questions that you use. I think that questioning is key and it really just encourages the person to see things from a different perspective. The exercises that I would use, that I learned in class or that I would use with my clients really depend on the situation Um, Mm. and every situation is different, every circumstance is different. But for me, it really just comes down to powerful questions. And when I've received coaching, that's been what's worked best for me as well. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, like you said, the questions are quite can be quite powerful because I remember seeing you know demonstrations and did the course, and it would be like, um, for example, why is it that you feel that way? You know, oh, I noticed. You know, these little kind of little gestures, and it can just kind of like trigger that person to then think differently or trigger them to be taken to a certain event and it all kind of opens up exactly exactly we did you ever like cover chairing a thing called chairing oh no talk me through that so i'll kind of break it down so you have the the client and the client has to have something that they've got going on with a person you know, work colleague or family member and you kind of sit them in front of a chair and you get them to imagine that person in that chair. So so they kind of like, you know, give give them a few minutes. They imagine the person they have the issue with in the chair. And then they kind of vent how they feel and whatever's going on in them to this chair. And then they after that, they then kind of shake it off and then become that person that they've got the issue with. And then they sit in the chair and then they see it from that person's point of view. Wow. And then kind of almost talk to themselves from the other perspective, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then after that, you then become an observer and then you, you, you basically physically step back from the chair as like an observer and you, you kind of see it from all these different angles. Because when we did it, this guy had a problem with his boss. And you saw him and he was talking to this chair. That, you know, it wasn't even anyone sat in it. But then when he became his boss, you know, he was talking about everything that's going on. And when he took a step back, he, you know, he kind of realized, you know, that his boss had a lot on. Wow. It's quite, yeah, yeah it's quite, it's, it's probably on YouTube, but 
so that's quite an effective absolutely uh, exercise yeah that's definitely a good one it the whole time you were speaking just then it did make me think of meditation because i meditate a lot and i encourage my clients to meditate a lot and that is exactly what i get out of meditation i try to observe scenarios that have taken place throughout the day or or the week from different perspectives and it sort of gives me that clarity um to 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 basically see both sides you know um and sort of reach some sort of resolution in my own head without having to necessarily approach that person or or mm. you know or change the situation mm. so those those sorts of exercises are definitely very like you said effective yeah no it's pretty amazing i mean there's lots of different ones but i think like you said meditation is quite an effective uh, exercise to do i mean i don't know i know it can be very hard to get into and to practice it but I mean, like you said, it gives you that kind of clarity and awareness and perspective, I think, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. And I just think that it consistency is key. Like, you know, even mm. if you just start with five minutes a day and then work your way up to 20 minutes a day, you know, I just think mm. repetition is is an absolute necessity. And, you know, I always send my clients away with homework to do each week so that even when they're outside of the session, they're still working on themselves and meditation should be the same. Mm. yeah it's your breathing isn't it like we a lot of the time we're not even i don't know breathing correctly we're not really aware of our breathing it's funny you say that Um, because it literally took me four years to learn how to breathe properly and if i'm not mindful of my breathing i still i still slip up and and it's absolutely key like breathing completely transforms your body it can relax you with within five minutes but we do very superficial breathing most of the time and people aren't even aware of that you know so Mm -hmm. definitely if I can see that a person in a session is really anxious I'll ask them to be mindful of their breathing and you can see them immediately relax Mm. yeah breathing is really effective Um, it's it's something that we don't necessarily think about and when when you bring it into your awareness it's quite it's quite difficult i think i think especially if you go for a run like sometimes i'll go for a jog or a run and i'm breathing and i'm breathing more out my mouth and i'm like well that's not benefiting me because it's just you know building up building up more lactic acid to you know to control your breathing you know not just an exercise and in general it's it's quite difficult it's um like I said, it took you four years. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, <laughs> seriously, and it's a work in progress. Like I've got to be real with you. I'm not a runner, <laughs> but definitely yeah. I've had similar experiences with my meditation for sure. And even if I struggle to sleep at night, I have to do breathing exercises to relax my body because it completely relaxes your mind, you know. They work mm. hand in hand. Um, mm. So, yeah, but it definitely – it, it's not an overnight job. That's something I've learned. <laughs> or maybe I'm just a slow yeah. learner. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone's different. Everyone's at different paces, aren't yeah. they? Everyone finds different things difficult. Yeah. But uh, no, I've, it's something I've definitely, you know, struggled with at times. I think um, it just brings you back to the present moment, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's um, exactly right. 
I think especially like, you know, with what's happening in the world now, yeah. I think, you know, it's a good way that people can kind of just ground themselves, I think. Yeah, I think that the world could do with a little bit of um, meditation and breathing exercises um, when you consider everything that's going yeah. on right now. Um, you know, I know that even a lot of people struggle to deal with the pandemic and having to be um, indoors and alone um, I mean, I keep saying that this is like every introvert's time to shine, but I really f- worry for extroverts who rely on that social connection and keeping themselves mm. active and entertained, you know. Um, so just being able to breathe properly and be alone with your thoughts and meditate is an amazing skill to have. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And I think that's something that, you know, but I've had to work on because I'm I'm quite an extrovert. But I, I also love being in space. Yeah. But it's um, when this all started. I just like I said, I kind of freaked out a little bit, and I just had to like you know take some deep breaths. Really, and... yeah. See, walking has been pivotal for me. I mean, my biggest fear was that we would go on mm. proper lockdown where we weren't even allowed to leave the house. But fortunately, here in Sydney, where I'm located, we've been able to. Um, exercise every day which has just been so important to my mental health um if it wasn't for mm. walking i do not know where i'd be i'm <laughs> probably climbing the walls yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no like going for a walk like can really help like i've got two dogs like a oh beautiful like a like a, a dachshund sausage dog and oh then, uh, sweet <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's she's like massive, oh. um, and then he's like a Dachshund cross Jack Russell. So, like I said, you go for a walk, you know, just around the block or down the road. It's you know makes you feel like ten times better. Oh, hundred percent. I never return the same person that I left as. Like I swear, mm. I was told when I was younger, every time you go for a walk, an angel whispers in your ear, your ear. I mean, I have, like, the most outrageous epiphanies whenever I go for a walk. It's, like, life-changing. Um, so, seriously, I swear by a good walk. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Because you have that kind of space and time. Yeah. And then you, it gives you that kind of clarity to think about things. I think I... I thought of some things for the podcast, like ideas for the podcast, uh-huh. as I, you know, when I was on a walk. And I was like, it just kind of comes right. to it's like I've gone a walk or in, or in the shower. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, good old shower. That's that's another, yeah. another place for epiphanies. But yeah, I swear, like yeah. honestly, I, yeah, walking is just—it's really I compare it to moving. It, for me, it's a moving meditation, basically. When and driving is mm. quite the same for me as well. Whenever I go for like a long drive, I always work out my life problems and have a lot of amazing thoughts, really productive thoughts that I wouldn't usually have if I was just stuck indoors or in the same space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's so important, isn't it? And like you said, um, you could, you could go for a walk, go for a drive. You could think about something that could then lead you to do something that might change your life. So Absolutely. it's, and it, it gets you fit. I think like if you're think if you're indoors too much, you then you can then start thinking about yourself and then probably worrying about yourself. And then if you if you get out, your attention's not 
100% on yourself, is it? You're looking around at what's going on around you. Yeah, exactly. You're more like aware of your surroundings. And I feel like we hold a lot of our emotions in our body and in different parts of our body. Mm. So if we can take ourselves outside of our body somehow and move our body, we can sort of relieve ourselves from those thoughts and emotions that we're mm. holding in. Um, like for me, if I'm like super anxious and I try to solve a problem when I'm in that state, stationary in that state, I know I'm not going to be as productive um, compared to if I just went on a walk and came back an hour later, completely a completely different person. Um, so, mm. yeah, like equally exercise, not just walking, but any form of exercise is equally as productive for me and effective. Mm. Oh, it's, it's definitely something. You know, if we get a chance to do it, we should do it. Yeah. You know, just even if it's like 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. But kind of emotional state. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Is there any like um, books that you like to read at all? Or any like your favorite books? You oh my gosh. Any? Yeah, so many. Uh, so Joe Dispenza is 100%. Um, and number one, for me, I could not recommend him more to anybody. He's been transformational for me. Mm-hmm. So um, Becoming Supernatural is probably my favourite book of his at the moment. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Um, I think I've heard. Yeah, I mean, he comes from the perspective of a science background, but he sort of combines it with meditation and metaphysics and it's, it's it's really incredible um, to sort of learn how to use meditation to be not only more productive but also to like essentially heal yourself and manifest what you want out of life. Um, so that's something mm. that I found really interesting and he's got a number of books that people rave about. Um, I suppose other books that come to mind that – I've absolutely loved over the years are the seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen Covey. I think you pronounce his name. I feel like that's a Bible that everybody should have at home. Mm. Um, Yeah. I mean, then there's like, you know, your usual coaching books that come to mind, like coach yourself. I don't know if you've come across that before (laughs) or, I think I've seen yeah, it, yeah. or designing your life. Um, there's sort of like, I mean, there's just been so many books, different books over the years that have spoken to me at different times in my life, depending on where I'm at. Um, and mm. they're so, they've sort of like really helped me when it comes to my own clients in terms of helping them to design their own life or live their life with purpose or build you know, habits that are going to change their lives for the better. Um, so, mm. yeah, they're the main ones that come to mind right now. How about you? No, it's awesome. I, yeah, I, um, I've got loads of books. I, I tend to be reading one and I go on Amazon. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that one's cool. And I'll order it. And then I'll be reading that one. Then I'll order oh, another absolutely. one. And before I know, I've got like a bag of books. <sighs> um but I I like I read uh, everything is figureoutable recently by Marie oh, Forleo. That good. Yeah, she's she's like a coach. Uh, that was really good. 
I like Think and Grow oh, Rich. I love that one, Napoleon Hill. That's an all-time favorite. That's yeah. very good. Have you read The Master Key System? Yeah, no. That's good as well by Charles Hanau. I recommend yeah. that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I mean, um, I think he's done a few. There's a few who that are very yeah. similar in that kind of um, uh-huh. bracket. And then I'll watch another one that I liked. I've got that. I've got that Man's Search for Meaning oh, recently. Yeah. Victor Frankl. Oh, yeah. Was that any good? Um, I haven't stopped reading uh, it, actually. I've got yeah. it recently. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but, but, but he he was in the concentration camps and he ended oh, up surviving wow. basically. Okay, impressive. Yeah. But no, rereading is important, isn't it? You know, it gives you that you kind of you know you learn so much and you can apply. Absolutely. You know, you're reading. I mean, I'm like you. I've got like a, a massive library of books at home right now. Like, and I've always got like ten books on the go that I'm reading. Like, I'm also reading Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers, and then Grit. Oh, yeah, I've got that book. it's good. And then grit, and then another book called mindset, and they all like serve to shape me and form my, you know, different opinions and thoughts and beliefs. And you know, I just feel like you can never be the same after reading a book. Mm. No, that's very true. And. Um... You know, we've got all the time, you know, people, we've got more time to read now. So, I mean, you know. Well, ironically, I've never been busier. So, I don't feel like I'm having the same experience as everybody else in ISO. Um, But, yes, I mean, being indoors and having less um, social commitments is a really good opportunity to read more, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Would you, is there any... um, advice you would kind of give to people that are listening to this that are probably struggling with their mental health right struggling now struggling with mental health um like are we with, with like you know the current situation like yeah uh, for sure like um so many things come to mind i think first and foremost just to be mindful of the fact that nothing in life is permanent the only constant is change and this too shall pass um so that just puts mm. things into perspective I think um, something else to be mindful of is that, you know, this is a really great opportunity to practice gratitude and realize how fortunate we are to have our health, to have our loved ones, friends and family, a roof over our head, Um, and to also use Mm. the downtime as an opportunity to really consider what makes us happy Um, you know, what we truly value in life, whether, you know, obviously this has made people realize that material value is not the only thing that is important. Um, And to really figure out what drives us, you know, what is our purpose in this life? Um, So that when this is all over, we can really live a life that is aligned with who we truly are and is in integrity with who we really are. Mm -hmm. Nice stuff in there. Some really, you know, important and great, great points that you know we can really think about and put into practice yeah for sure um yeah that's really all i have to say on that (laughs) yeah yeah no that's nice it was really really nice and i think you know it's so like you said it's so important to you know kind of use this time 
you know, in some productive way, you know, to kind of figure out, you know, who we are deeper in ourselves and, you know, kind of figure out what makes us happy and to yeah, pursue Yeah, I that. guess it can be used as an opportunity to, you know, for exploration, you know, um, apply ourselves mm. in different areas that we wouldn't ordinarily have had time to, you know. Um, and, yeah, exactly, and to just reconsider what's important to us. Yeah, no, exactly, yeah. But, um... But no, it's been, it's been a it's been a pleasure yeah, talking you to you, too, Nicole. Adam. Thank you. Um, really, you're very welcome. And, um, where where can people find you on like on social media yeah, or your website? Yeah, so my website or... is nicolecolantoni.com, and I'm working on my social media. I'm not. I'm pretty private person, so social media doesn't come naturally to me. But watch this space. <laughs> yeah. No, it's exactly. That's it's whatever is um, feels right for you, isn't it? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's um, absolutely. I th- I think social media you know. is a really great platform for connection, so it is important. Um, so that's a goal of mine this year to put myself out there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. Would you want me to put your LinkedIn um, in the description? My website. People who want to connect. Could do that. Yeah. Website. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. No, you're welcome. All right, well, all the best on the other side of the world. <laughs> Enjoy the warm weather and keep safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You too. Um, stay, stay warm. <laughs> Thanks. Adam. Cheers. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Bye. Got it,